Welcome everyone to our um, virtual chapel podcast, the second uh, of this little series and uh, it's the 24th of April, another gorgeous, um, feels like summer's day, it's only spring. I wonder how you're doing, um, whether you're uh, across the other side of the world, whether you're still here in Cheltenham, um, whether you're with your guardian family, I know of one people who still is, whether you're with your own blood family, whether you're staying with friends, whether you're separated from your parents uh, or not, how are you doing? It's been amazing to hear lots of good news stories coming out of our community. The uh, DT department producing loads of PPE for frontline workers in our area. There are amazing pics on the school um, Twitter account, on their Instagram account. Well done to all of them and to the science department for donating um, goggles to the same cause. It's been amazing, particularly amazing to hear good news stories uh, of pupils who've been helping to deliver prescription staff doing that as well to vulnerable people. I heard um, just this week of our very own Charlie Street, the hero that he is, giving 30 hours of his time to deliver groceries to the vulnerable. Well done, Charlie. Um, I wonder what you've been up to. Maybe it's been uh, less uh, glamorous, less headline snatching. Uh, I was talking with one of you who's been uh, doing a lot of gardening, a lot of grass cutting like our our groundsman here on site here. Some of you have been in your hot tubs. Um, One of you even said, I was quite struck by this, that you've been more sociable with other Decanians during lockdown than before lockdown. Funny how these things sometimes work against how we expect they will. Um, One of you said you were getting really stuck into online gaming with a group from school every evening. Well, our news is that um, Benjamin Boaz Ash, Benji, Benji, arrived on the 2nd of April, uh, my third child. And uh, my reflections so far are that um, birth is a total miracle. Just amazing to see it happen. Secondly, I've got huge respect to the mums out there or those of you who will go through labour yourselves. I'll say no more on that. But at the moment, the big question is whether Benji is going to have ginger hair or not. I'll keep you posted on that as the weeks pass. Big, big observation challenge. So here we are once again in virtual chapel. Uh, You can just imagine the scene, the sunlight shafts piercing through the the dusty air in in chapel. Everyone waiting for the the pupil reader to make a mistake or voice to break. Um, You're wondering whether the Reverend Ash will ever let us sing Jerusalem, that hymn. and we're going, to, we're going to enjoy it together. This week we've got some new ingredients, including a good news story from our very own Barnaby Huxtable, a top tip from head boy Adam Gower, and of course another Mr Bell voluntary. I hope you really enjoy it, and it's a blessing to you. A verse as we begin. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Chapter 1, verse 7. Lord, as we come to you today, we recognise that we don't know what this day, this week, this month will hold. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so right now, in a moment of quiet, we hold our day, our week, our month out to you. Right now, we decide to set aside this moment to centre our minds and our hearts on you. Would you gather up our scattered senses and focus them on you?
Well now, I told you it was coming. We've got a top tip for thriving in isolation from Adam Gower. Adam, over to you. Hello, Decanians. I am to offer some advice on thriving in quarantine. And my advice would be to not only keep physically fit, but mentally. Because in the strain of A-levels, GCSEs and learning, a lot of the time we don't get to interest our brains in things that we really want to learn about. So my advice would be to take this time to maybe learn something new, which you um, never thought you might want to know and what really does interest you. Well, thanks, Adam. Um, I said last time, end of last term in the Chapel podcast, that um, one of you is learning Japanese. That's a, that's a big example of that. I'm just about to learn how to make flat pack garden furniture. I don't know what it is for you, but great advice there. Keep the joy in your learning and uh, give your brain to some things that are off syllabus as well. Um, we've, we've got now time to listen to Barney Huxtable um, talking about this amazing challenge he took on for a great charitable cause. I'll, I'll pass you over to him now and he'll explain what he did, why he did it, and in fact how we can be a part of that story, how we could give financially uh, to that great end. Here he is. Hi everyone. So on Saturday I attempted to become the youngest person in the UK to complete the virtual Everesting challenge. The challenge involves climbing the height of Everest using the app called Zwift and a smart turbo trainer. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's a piece of kit that I can put my bike on which will simulate riding on the road but without me even needing to leave the garage. To prepare for this challenge I had made a tray of flapjacks, nearly a kilogram of pasta with pesto for the extra salt and several litres of an isotonic drink. I started the challenge at 7am and finished just after 7pm after 12 hours of riding with less than an hour of breaks spread throughout the day. The ride involved over 8,800 metres of elevation and nearly 220 kilometres. I burned over 5,500 calories during the ride. The toughest, toughest part of the ride for me was coming up towards the halfway point. It felt like my energy had completely drained and I couldn't go on. I then received a group FaceTime call from all of my friends, which helped me get through the next few hours until I was on the home straight. I also found cooling was a big problem. When you're out cycling um, on the road, there's plenty of wind to keep you cool. However, to simulate the cooling effect of the wind, I would have needed at least 13 fans pointing directly at me. I only had one. This caused a lot of sweat, and therefore the need to change the kit I was wearing every few hours. I did this ride to support NHS charities together. This charity does not fund the NHS. It supports the nurses, doctors and patients in ways that the NHS are not required to. They supply well-being packs to nurses, pay for parking for frontline workers and volunteers, and are currently providing patients with iPads to be able to contact family and friends while they're in hospital and not allowed any visitors, as well as many, as well as many other great things. Thank you to everyone who has supported me so far and also to those who watch my live stream at points throughout the day. My Just Giving page is still open if you haven't yet visited, visited it and would like to. It can be found on my Instagram page, at Barnaby Hux, and also on the Tower House Instagram. Thank you. An amazing challenge. There's a, a great photo of him, as he said, looking very sweaty without his 13 fans and only the one. Uh, but huge congratulations to you, Barnaby. And uh, if you'd like to give, I'll include the Just Giving link um, on the email that I'll send around to, to the whole school. So you'll have that. And I'm sure it's a great cause to be giving to. Um, we come now to the time where we uh, hear God's word read. We're um, uh, in Paul's letter to the Philippians today. Very comforting words and very wise words 
at a time of anxiety for people. And I've asked Adam to give the reading for us. The reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Philippian church, chapter 4, starting at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is God's word. Thanks, Adam, so much. Just a brief couple of thoughts from those verses. There's twice we have that word peace come up. And I guess there's no one here amongst us who wouldn't want that peace at a time of tumult and, as I said, anxiety. But that peace is conditional in this passage on us being uh, sensible, being courageous, being disciplined about how we use our time and our minds in particular. And we're told to do two particular things which will result in peace from God. The first is, don't be anxious about anything, but instead, in every situation, even COVID-19, isolation, lockdown, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Sometimes I say in chapel, I don't know whether you're a praying person. And uh, many of you I know have been praying. You've been asking me to pray uh, for you various things. But perhaps now, if you haven't been a praying person, it would be a good time to start. And it, there's all sorts of ways to pray. But just to some people find it good to speak out loud, to keep their minds focused. I, I pray silently quite a lot of the time. Sometimes how I hold my body helps. and I'll often hold open palms facing up as a reminder that I'm looking to receive from God and looking to be open-handed towards him. And what I will do is I will just... Um, address the Lord with my anxieties, just opening up, telling him how I'm feeling, what I'm struggling with, what I'm worried about. And the promise here is an amazing promise that the peace of God, divine peace, which we can't understand, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I can testify to that a thousand times over, that even though my situation may not change, there's something in passing the burden of my anxiety onto the Lord, which actually means my heart is now protected. There are bouncers, if you like, outside my heart, which won't let anxiety back in. So perhaps uh, give yourself some time to pray uh, one of these afternoons when lessons finish. But the second um, uh, thing which is going to result in, in peace from us is how we use our minds. Paul says, um, whatever is true, Whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Often we're very concerned about what we eat, superfoods and super greens, 
and spelt and all of that stuff. But I wonder what we're feeding our minds in lockdown. Is it just a diet of Netflix and social media? Are we feeding ourselves what is true and noble, right, pure, lovely, and so on? Because if we are, we will begin to experience the God of peace being with us. And maybe listening to these chapel uh, podcasts is one way of doing that. Maybe listening to the little podcasts I produce three times a week is a way of doing that. I find that there are many ways to, to focus on those right, lovely, pure things. But the Bible is full of them. A huge source of spiritual superfood that give me peace. And I commend that to you in this time of tumult. As we begin to close, um, I'm going to lead us in a couple of prayers. Firstly, a special prayer for this time of the virus. Lord, may we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have to cancel our trips Remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbours and one another. Amen. And I'm going to close us now with the school prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light to our paths, a strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve everyone in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, sending love and prayers to you all uh, from Bailey House. If you have um, a top tip you'd like to share with the rest of the school next week on the podcast, then please do drop me a line and send me a little audio file. I'd love to include that. It's one of the ways in which we can practice community at a distance. And likewise, if you have any need of a particular prayer, uh, for loved ones, the vulnerable, maybe for yourself personally, something you're struggling with, then please don't hesitate to drop me a line. I'm loving praying for everyone at the moment from my desk, and I'd love to do that for you. But for now, as always, I shall give Mr. Bell and his voluntary the last word.